Hi, and welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast, co-hosted by Abby Fearing, the Badass Breastfeeder, and Diane Cassidy, IBCLC. Hey, welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. It's Diane, the Lactation Consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And we are at episode 25, I believe. Um, I could be making that up. But we're returning to work. Returning to work. This is a like a super, like, it's not, we know we like the controversial topics, you know, circle back to the alcohol and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. returning to work is definitely, it's like a hot topic because it's so, 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 so common and such a huge source of stress for new families Yeah, that like we could spend a lot of time on this, I think. I know. I mean, people spend their entire careers on helping moms do this. Oh my gosh. You know, this is like such a big thing and there's so much involved. There's like, you know, there's just so much involved from emotional stuff to really technical stuff, you know? Yeah. So we're going to work it all out right now. Yeah. So one of the things I want to start by saying, not all of it, but you know, yeah, no, we're going to get you on track though. So one of the really cool things about having a podcast and a blog and, you know, in this social media era is that, we have um, followers from all over the world. And I will be the first one to say that if you are listening from another country other than the United States, your it is very, very highly likely that your maternity leave is way, way longer than ours is. And yeah, you're about to get disgusted about what you're going to hear. Right. And our mamas here in the United States, some go back to work at six weeks. Some go back to work earlier than six weeks. Mm-hmm. And some choose to stay out three months. Very rarely. Every once in a while, I have a mom that goes longer than three months. But it's not very common. And, and that's because she. it's probably because there was something set up at her job where she could work that out right but it's unpaid though typical yeah 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 and it's unpaid totally unpaid yeah so it's definitely a sacrifice and um it's a it's a real decision and i have had moms over the years and i'm sure you've heard this too that chose to completely not even start breastfeeding not even initiate breastfeeding because they knew they'd have to go back to work and they figured they just wouldn't even get on that back on that wagon. You know, it's just, why should I start when I've got to go back to work anyway? So why bother? And that's sad. Right. Yeah. But our, yeah, because it sounds so, I mean, breastfeeding is hard. It's it's hard enough. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, it sounds hard enough. And then it's like, well, then I'm going to have to work out going back to work. And it skews everything. Like it's just, uh, so, I mean, our mom is like, get ready to go back to work. You know, it's like you're already thinking about that when you're pregnant. Yes. And you're already stressing about it. I remember I stressed out about it from the beginning of oh. pregnancy. I started stressing about it. It's really like. I mean, just the logistics alone. Right. I was like, how in the world is this going to work with the pumping and the coming and the going? And where's the baby going to be? And the, you know, all of you people who work while you're breastfeeding and go back to work after. I mean, oh, my God. You're amazing. I mean, it is not. That's why, like, the mommy wars, whatever the hell those really are, that drives me crazy because it's like, it is really hard to go back to work, and it is really hard to stay home. I don't know why anybody's trying to say one is harder than the other. No, there's no way to make it easy. There's no. no. It's really hard. So, the mamas that decide to go back to work, like, you are really, you're, 
you're having to like think of things in a whole different way. And, you know, moms that choose to stay home. I mean, it's still, I mean, there's still a lot. You don't have to think about these things. So, right. (laughs) I mean, you might not have to like, you know, start pump, but it's like, it's a whole logistical thing. Okay. Now I have to pump to return to work and I've got to stash some away. And how much do I stash? And when do I introduce the bottle? And what do I do with this? And then you're pumping from the start. It's like, you don't even enjoy your baby because you think you have to pump from the start of when you have this baby so that you can start stashing this milk away. No, I I remember I started, even after I decided not to go back to work, I was still free. I was still panicking about the freezer stash. Yeah. And I remember somebody was like, why don't you, and I was freaking out about pumping. And every time I was pumping, there was no milk coming out. And I was like, oh, am I going to get a freezer stash? And somebody was like, why, why do you need a freezer stash? Because people are not, like, like, they're like, why are you pumping? Why don't you just stop pumping? And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> thank you. And it's like another competition. Well, my friend had 800 bags in the freezer. Yes, so how, right. How, how like, should I have? You see, and, yeah, you see these things on, on, on social media all the time. You know, a woman who filled her deep freezer with her breast milk and then is donating it, you know, I mean, that woman is so amazing. I mean, like there's going to be lots of, you know, newborn babies in the NICU who get to have her breast milk. It's a beautiful thing, but that's not normal. And you don't have to do that. No, you don't have to do that. And it's totally, it's not normal. She has like a massive oversupply. Like she's not, that's, she's not just like a magical woman. Like right. she's got an oversupply problem that she's making, <laughs> you know, she's making a positive thing out of. It's, and, you know, like in our country here, we do have a pretty, we have a pretty good initiation rate for breastfeeding that completely drops off the radar by three months. Because, yeah, because that's, that's when, yep, that's when everybody's, at least then yeah. and before is when people are going back to work. Yep. Yeah, I had three months. I had three unpaid months, um, and that was that's a lot from what I understand now. It didn't seem like a lot then, but um, now when I hear other people's stories, um, it is a lot. Mm-hmm. And I got to the end, you know, like I said, when I was pregnant, I started freaking out about the the you know, the logistics of it. And I remember my boss. I'm I was lucky in that my boss was like, "It's going to be okay." You know, there was a bathroom right next to my office. She was like, you can pump whatever, you know, pump. I was thinking about pumping in the bathroom. Of course, now I would never, ever think about that. I would pump at my desk. Um, But she was like, well, clean up the refrigerator. You can have a whole shelf to yourself to just, you know, put the breast milk. And, you know, most people do not get a a person who's talking to them like that. No, you don't. When they're, you know, they're like, well, I don't know when you're going to pump because you're not allowed to have any breaks, which is like against the law. <laughs> and people I do it all the time. There's like, there's, they're doing it all the time. I Employers don't... are doing this all the time and it is against the law. It's crazy. And moms will come to me and they'll be like, well, how many times should I pump? And I'm like, okay, let's talk about this logically. You're there for an eight hour day. You're supposed to have two breaks and a lunch. As it, regarding the labor law, like, right, 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 right. You're not asking for anything out of the ordinary. You're not like, yeah, I need to go out every 20 minutes. You're a lawyer, even if you're not pregnant. Right. It's like, it's, it's not, it's not like you're making a crazy no, suggestion. But, yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many problems with, with that in, as far as employers go. And, and, you know, whatever that's, that's, that's going to have, that's up to you. That's up to you. You know, unfortunately you're going to be the one, if you're in a situation like that, you're going to be the champion for the women that come after you. Mm-hmm. 
because no one is going to, you know, there's probably not going to be anybody there who's going to be fighting the fight with you. You're going to have to do it. You're going to have to educate yourself on the laws. You're going to have to educate your employer on the laws and you're going to have to do the work. And thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the work because you are really are doing a service to the person who comes next. Now, and we make it sound so simple, you know, but yeah. Yeah, it's, we haven't talked about it yet. Yeah. So, so usually, so we talk about returning to work. We, what do we, what, uh, what's the first thing? I'm first thing I think of when I think of returning to work is pumping. Right. So here we go. We got to pump. Gotta so pump. when do we, you, 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 let's say, let's take the worst case scenario. Well, there's probably worst case scenarios than this, but let's say six weeks. Okay. When does mom have to start pumping? Now, there are all different trains of thought for this, but what I typically tell mothers is if your baby is breastfeeding well, you're not having any problems, you are, the baby's not separated from you, you know, it wasn't a preemie that's, you know, or under jaundice lights or whatever the situation may be, you are together, you're breastfeeding, there's no reason for you to pick up that pump. The baby's gaining weight fine. It's just one more thing to do. And you don't pick up the pump for two weeks for right away for two weeks. Okay. For the first two weeks, do nothing but breastfeed just because that then your body can get acclimated to supply. The baby can tell your body what it needs. We're not risking oversupply at that point. Like if you do not need to pump, please do not pump. Because yeah. And and, and I think that's another thing that people get confused about because they're like, I need to pump. And I did this too. You know, I, I need to pump in order to increase my supply, to help my supply get established. Yeah. That's not right. No. You need to breastfeed. Right. You need to exclusively breastfeed as much as possible, skin to skin, as much as possible to and, establish your breast supply, your milk supply. And then take a nap or snuggle with your baby. Do not put your baby down to get on a pump in those no. first couple weeks. Like, seriously. That's the opposite of what's going to help. Right. Your, your breasts are going to respond to your baby being there. Right. And then after two weeks, you can start pumping if you want to. If you're going back to work at six weeks, I usually tell people, you want to start probably by about three weeks. You want to do the halfway mark at least. That way, you know, because if you're going back to work at six weeks and it's like week five and a half and you're like, oh, maybe I should pick up my pump. Like your body needs to get acclimated to using a machine to get the milk out. Your body mm-hmm. sometimes doesn't respond well to that right away. You need to, the consistency of doing it. You want to maybe put a little, maybe have a day's worth or a couple days worth in the freezer. Um, you know, like you want to not have to be doing it constantly. If you could start yeah, you're out gonna have to- slow and just kind of gradually work in, that's a better way to do it instead of going, okay, I got to go back to work in three days. Let me quick do start pumping after every single feeding and, you right. know, wear myself out. Yeah, right, right. You don't want to start after every feeding pumping all that much. And you're going to have to get used to pumping. Yeah. Because you think like, well, I'll just stick it on and I'll just milk myself like a cow. Like, it's not going to work like that. You're going to have to like troubleshoot. You're going to have to get, you know, the right size breast shields. You're going to have to figure out what setting is comfortable for you. You're going to have to figure out which one is getting, you know, what setting, how you get the, you know, you're going to have to figure it out. Like, you know, how to get the most milk out. And yeah, there's a, there's. You know, there's some there's a learning things. curve. Yeah, absolutely. There's a learning curve to it. So I'm like, give yourself half the time. You know, you're going back at six weeks. Start by three weeks. I have heard some 
lactation consultants or some like maybe in the hospital or, you know, because moms will always ask that before they leave the hospital. Well, when can I start pumping? Or they'll ask that at breastfeeding class. When can I start pumping? Because that is their focus. They're going back to work. They need to know when they can start this. And I have heard, oh, don't do any pumping for a month. Don't do any pumping for until right before you go back. And it's like, no, now you're setting yourself up to be an anxiety. Then you're going to be mess. panicking. Yeah. Just let's be realistic about it. And if you have as, any questions, call a lactation consultant who can give you some guidance on this right. because it's, you don't want to mess around with oversupply and then go back to work. You don't want to be taking time where you should be with your baby and just pumping. I mean, there's right. Get, get some really good guidance on it so that you're comfortable and you're not worrying about it. And I'd say get a lactation consultant. I mean, if you're pregnant, get a lactation consultant now. Mm-hmm. Like find find one, say, hey, my name is whatever, and, you know, I'm going to have a baby. I just wanted to reach out and see if it's okay if I contact you, you know, when my baby's born, you know, to kind of help me, you know, um, you know, uh, adjust to work and stuff. Yeah, and I mean, I and do a... to be like, yes! I do a return to work class. Um, if anybody wants to come to Rochester, totally love it. But, I mean, I, I do one... Um, like once a month and people really like, I have a lot of people that come because they want to know like, okay, it's not even just about like, when do I start pumping? It's how much milk should I have stored away? When is the best time to pump? What do I do at work? How, how long, how am I going to make this adjustment? What, how much milk do I send in a bottle? My baby hasn't even had a bottle. Like, what do I, how do I make that work? And, you know, like you said, the, just the logistics of what do I need to pack for the day? What mm-hmm. how, do I have to get up extra early now? Do I have to make sure like this is like there's a lot happening there. And then you have the whole who's going to watch the baby. How are they going to feed the baby? Mm-hmm. Pace bottle feeding is really important. And, you yes. know, like there's so much to it than just going, OK, I'm just going to, you know, throw my pump in a backpack and off to work I go. And that's going to be the end of it. There's a lot to it. Yeah, there is. And I think that's a really important thing, too, is. Is, is working with your caregiver because it's like, well, I found a I found a nanny or I found a care a daycare or whatever. Um, and so, you know, I'll just bring the milk to them and then everything will be fine. That's not the case. People mm-hmm. don't know how to bottle feed babies. Moms don't know how to bottle. Nobody knows how to bottle feed a baby. Like it's not it's like it's it's not they think like you just put the bottle in their mouth and then you take it out when they stop sucking. <laughs> well, they're not going to stop sucking because they're a baby and that's what they do when something's in their mouth. Mm-hmm. And so you're just going to think that like, oh, you know, then they're just going to keep feeding them and feeding them. And then all your week supply of milk that you just pumped is going to be gone and your baby's going to be totally overfed and you're going to be freaking out. Right. And then those moms call me and say, I need to figure out how to get more milk. Exactly. The they're like, I need to increase my milk supply. I need to increase my milk supply because it's tanked now that I've started a back to work. And I'm like, how much are they giving the baby by bottle? Oh, he's taking eight ounces every two hours or three hours. I had one mom tell me that her baby went through like 20 ounces before noon. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> That's too much. But now not only is that mom freaked out because she thinks she's got to try to get a ton of milk while she's at work is the baby even going to want to feed when she gets home. Right. You know, and I've had, right. more, you know, then the baby's like not feeding while at the breast. They'll yeah, go to the breast, but they're not going to really take the milk that they would take if they were having a regular feeding, which is really going to tank your supply. 
And then there's mm-hmm. probably, you know, the possibility I've had moms that say, oh, yeah, they feed the baby so much during the day that now the baby sleeps all night, which, yeah, great on one side of it. But on the other side of it, that also keeps your milk supply where we want it to be. Yes, right. So it's right. like we can't have this. We can't have this overfeeding because everybody thinks that the baby just wants to eat constantly when they're away from mom. And a lot of this is just the education piece. Like you said, you have to really work with your caregiver. And if they say, oh, the baby's fussy. Well, you know what? The baby's used to being with mom for weeks, actually for nine months and attached to the mom. (laughs) And now they're separated. (laughs) Oh, and the baby's fussy. And we're surprised by that. They're starving. They're so fussy. It's like, yeah, they're fussy because now they're away. No. And I think that's because people don't know what else to do. You know, it's like, and you have a place, I mean, if you have a nanny at home, um, you know, that might work a little better because, um, they're going to have, you know, time to focus on your baby. But I mean, if you have, if the, if there's a person who's dealing with like five babies, Mm -hmm. you know, they're like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Oh, the baby must be hungry. Like they're, you know, they're not going to be like, um, I mean, I don't don't want to make anybody like freak out if you're, if you're, if you're, if your child's in a place with. Five other babies. Totally fine. Your baby's going to be fine. Yeah, they're fine. The thing is, is that you might have to work a little bit harder to educate that person on bottle feeding just because they have other things going on. And also, yeah, the baby's going to be fussy because they're not, there's so many babies to like rock and hold. You know, babies, the, your baby's, the baby is fussy. You pick it up. Yeah. You know, you got to pick up the baby, put, put it in a carrier, you know, put it close to you. They can't um, do that at daycares. They can't. Um, but, but, you know, so, but that, but that, but, but then these daycare providers, they don't necessarily know exactly what the baby needs. So then, then they feed them more mm-hmm. and then there goes your milk supply. And it's frustrating, but if you know this going in, you know, and this is another piece of like being educated with it. If you know it going in and a lot of moms know if their baby has to go to a daycare facility, which, you know, that's fine, but these are the things that even no, I don't care who watches your baby. Actually, I'm going to take that back. I don't care who it is. It could be no, grandma yeah. and they're going to overfeed right. your baby. Yeah. Like and it's the just what happens. Also, you, also us, mm-hmm. if we're, if we're pumping and we're feeding, our, you know, I'm, I'm, there's some, some women who exclusively pump, they don't breastfeed at all. And they just pump and feed the baby with a the bottle themselves. And, um, you are in danger of overfeeding your baby because right. we don't, we, we're just not educated on how to bottle feed. And it, babies also will get way more air with those bottles. So mm-hmm. the paste bottle feeding is not only just to slow the baby down so they're taking less. It's also to help with that air intake because then they're gassier and then they're fussier. And I mean, it's a definitely a, a whole transition when yeah. you go And you can go, it. right, can moms right now, they can Google paste bottle feeding. Or do you have anything on your blog about it? Do you have any... Can we add a link I think to something I do. in our podcast? Oh, yeah. I'll have our producer do that. I'll have our <laughs> producer add a link. <laughs> and um, it's because it is, it's great. It's a great, great key to have to be able to teach somebody like how to feed the baby. Um, the other thing, too, is really ask like when you are, if you are, um, taking your baby to a daycare facility and you're interviewing them or taking them on a, going on a tour of the place or whatever, find out how they treat the breast milk because some will throw it away if they don't finish the bottle, like by like okay. FDA laws or something. I know that's Mm-mm. how it is in New York. If you have four ounces in a bottle, the baby takes two, they'll toss that other two. They have to by regulation. 
So you oh. want to make sure that those bottles, that you're sending milk, that it's in very small increments so that nothing's getting thrown away. Um, they might have a regulation on what kind of bottles. Maybe you wanted all glass bottles for your baby, and they say, nope, that's a hazard here. Like, you have to know these things going in. Yeah. So asking these questions and, and finding out, like, can you go there and breastfeed? Maybe they're close enough to your work where you can just pop in and breastfeed at lunch. That would be fantastic mm-hmm. because then you've got, you know, you're going in there, you're not having to pump, it's breaking up the day for both of you. I had one family that the dad was actually closer to the baby than the mom, so he would go at lunchtime and give a bottle, which was great Aww. too. You know, like, because that's, it's just, it's a really, if you can do it, do it. You know, and yeah. it's it's not for very long. Just make it an easier transition, you know. A couple of the other things that also make it a little bit easier to go back to work is if you could start like midweek, or if you could start half days, that's a really good way to do it, too. Um, so try to talk to your employer beforehand and see if that's a possibility. Could you do like a day at home and two days at work one week and then, you know, increase it a little bit as you go along? Or could you start on a Wednesday instead of Monday? And now you're like the full week after you've been out for, you Ugh, know, yeah. like just these little things can really help a lot when you're trying to make that transition. And so how much, so how, so how would a mom know that she has enough for the day of breast milk in her freezer? So you do, you don't need a lot. You know, if your baby is six weeks, that's kind of what we're basing it on, but Mm -hmm. they're six weeks. They're probably not taking more than two to three ounces by bottle. Like three would be the high point. And they're doing probably, what, three feeds while you're gone? Mm-hmm. So I would say, you know, a, a day's worth of milk in the freezer is a lot if you have 10 ounces in there. Yeah. Well, so that's, yeah. So because I think that once we, once people hear numbers, you know, I like numbers. Yeah. Um, it, it makes it, because it makes it more concrete. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, I have to have a freezer stash. Well, what does that mean? You know, then you're saying, like, why well, I have to fill up the whole entire door with breast milk bags? Well, you don't have to do that. No. You, you know, have, you just have to have. It'd be nice to have why you said, oh, OK. And so this is what I wanted to go back to, too. So so we're, we're talking about going back to work at six weeks. So at three weeks, we're going to start pumping. Mm-hmm. Are we going to pump after every feeding? If we're pumping at three weeks, I would suggest to pump in the morning, right after the first feed of the day. And a lot of this depends, and I do, I do have a lot of moms who are like, I need to know exactly what number, with what, how much, you know, but it, mm-hmm. it varies, because some moms, I've had moms that are like, I'm good with a day's backup in the freezer, and I've had moms that have said, I need to have 150 ounces before I go back. Like, that's just how they were, and very, like, yeah. regimented about that. And a lot of it depends on on how you feel about it. If you feel like you just want a day's backup, pump once a day or pump once every other day in those weeks going back to work, and you should be fine. If Mm -hmm. you want more, you're going to have to pump more. Yeah. You know, so you could do. So you don't. So you're not going to start at six weeks, at three weeks. You're not going to start pumping after every feed. No. Like you don't have, don't do that to yourself. It's not necessary. No. You can, you know, yeah, you can start with once or twice a day, so, depending on what you're... Yep, the, what, the first feed of the day is usually the most lucrative. So pump, feed the baby and then pump and, you know, just put that aside. 
Um, if your baby only feeds off one breast, you can pump that other side. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's a, you know, or only feeds for a couple of minutes off the, the second breast. You know, you can just pump that side and have that, you know, here and there. You could pump at any point throughout the day if you want to, if you skip a feed, because sometimes people will start to, um, you know, start to introduce a bottle. That way the baby will start to get used to it. And then as they're getting ready to go back to work, maybe once every few days, they might give a bottle or once a day even in those final weeks before going back to work. So if the baby's kind of acclimated, you have to pump those feeds you're missing. Mm-hmm. So that is also another time where you're going to be able to get some express milk too. So, so you're going to, yeah. So when you go, and then when you do go back to work, the pumping, your routine would be to pump when the baby would normally nurse. Right. If you can pump when the baby would normally nurse or at least every couple hours. So usually I go into a whole routine with the moms and I'm like, all right, when, what time do you have to leave for work? Oh, okay. I leave it. I leave for work at seven thirty. So if you could feed the baby by, you know, get one last feeding in either if you're the one that drops the baby off at daycare, then maybe feed the baby at daycare a few minutes uh-huh. after seven or whatever, seven thirty, drop the baby off, go on to work. Then you'll get a break in the morning you should anyway have a break in the morning where you could pump maybe 10 ish, 10 30 lunchtime once in the afternoon and you should be good. That should be, that should be enough. And it's not overkill, but according to our laws, you can pump whatever you want to, you know, nobody can say uh-huh. anything to you. If you want to pump and, twice in the morning, I'm sorry. No. Yeah. And you have to be provided a space yes. at your job. You yes. have to be provided a space for you to pump. Absolutely. And, I mean, there's endless amounts of stories of women who are not provided that, but no. it has to be a space, a private space. So you are pumping now, you know, at work three times maybe. Um, but if you know, okay, I'm leaving work at 5 PM. I always suggest that moms give a call to their caregiver and say, look, I'm headed out. Don't give the baby a bottle if you haven't yet. You know, like, like, because the worst thing has got to be walking in to pick up your baby, ready to breastfeed them. And they say, oh, I just gave him a three ounce bottle (laughs) half an hour ago. Right. No, you can breastfeed the baby where you're picking him up. If the baby's at home with a caregiver, be like, call and say, I'm going to be home by five. Do not give a bottle anytime after 3.30 p.m. Like, that's just, just get it out there. You know, really do not be afraid to control this situation. Yes. With your caregivers, because they need to know. Otherwise, they'll just be like willy nilly giving bottles all day long. So, <laughs> you know. Right. Well, yeah. And uh, this was the thing. Honestly, I think if I had these, if I had this information, if I had literally this knowledge of like, okay, feed the baby in the morning, drop the baby off, you know, pump three times during the day, tell the daycare how to feed the baby, I, I may have gone back to work if it's- I had known. It's the and unknown not, and the had, anxiety of that unknown, really. And there it's horrible. was nobody giving me this information. And I didn't have anybody to ask. I didn't know. You know, my care, my, the, 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 um, my job was being very nice about it, but they didn't know. They don't know. Like, how much okay. did I pump? But they didn't have any kids. They were like, I don't know. I told you you could have this shelf in the refrigerator. I didn't know. I, knew, <laughs> I don't know anything <laughs> else beyond that. You know, but I didn't have any idea and everything seems so, you know, it, it's this, the refri- you know, freezer, the term freezer stash was scary. My freezer's big, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm pumping and there's not that much coming out, you know, and come to find out later. Well, that was like kind of the normal amount that was coming out. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and then if I had just pumped, you know, once a day, like you said, you know, up until then, you know, I, you know, it wouldn't have seemed as scary, but, but it seems so terrifying because you've never done this before and nobody's going to give you, nobody's handing this information out except for us. We're the only ones (laughs) handing information out. Um, but there's nowhere else to get it. It's not like when you leave the hospital, they're not like, okay, here's the manual for going back to work where all the numbers are in there. Right. You know, it's just like, you know, you're just left to figure it out all on your own. And then it just seems undoable. It seemed completely undoable to me. And I was in a situation where I, I could quit. And I just did. I was like, I'm not coming back. Now, I, yeah, I had no idea what to do. The... I think it's really important what you just hit on when you said, um, you know, your workplace doesn't quite know what to do. Like this is, this is all very new and a lot of workplaces do want to be supportive. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they're not, it's not brought up to them until maybe you, you know, you might be the first one. Yeah. This law has been in place for a couple of years now, but maybe somebody hasn't had a baby over there yet. You know, like it just, it is not happening and they're not going to come to you and say, What would you like? You need to go to them and be like, okay, this is what I can get by law. And this is Mm -hmm. what I think I will need. And most women, like, they're not demanding. They're not like, I want all this. No, you just, you just need to be comfortable and private. And you need to be able to get the milk out for your baby. But I think employers really need to understand that you will, they will have very happy employees if they are going back and they will want to come back. If they are set up and, and know that this is something they're going to be able to do easily. Right. Now, if you cannot, and I think it's really important that we add this too, that because I did talk to a woman just the other day with, in this situation. She's getting a really hard time from her workplace and they're giving her a hard time about when she can go pump and all this stuff. And we talked about how that is illegal and how she has every grounds in the world to fight that. But that can be very uncomfortable. You know, if, sure. you, if you need your job, if you're at a place that's male dominant, if maybe you're a newer employee, maybe you're a younger employee and you're like, I don't want to rock the boat. Maybe it's just not your personality to go in and rock the boat. Mm-hmm. That's OK. Like I'll, we can work with that. We really, really can. I'm not saying like neither me nor Abby are standing up here and going, we think you should go in and like strike and, you know, blah, blah, right. blah. Like, yeah. No, because this puts women in a very awkward position. It does. Yeah. But. You need to realize, though, too, that if you don't go and pump, your body's going to fill up with milk and you're going to be uncomfortable, which then you're risking mastitis and plugged ducts and like all this other stuff, too. So we need to keep you safe. Your other option is that you could just skip a pumping just one time and go into a meeting and have your breasts leak through your shirt and i guarantee you you will get a spot you get whatever you want somewhere <laughs> to pump because you'll freak everyone out but it's you know but they they don't know they don't know and that's that's the thing is like that you know just like you don't know we don't know they don't know and, and, and you know that's a good thing to remind that, that these laws are new you know that mm-hmm. all this stuff that you know there's a lot of women out there who are you know, fighting the good fight to get these laws in place and make it easier for people to um, go back to work and still be able to breastfeed. But it's all so new. It's so new. And people don't, employers don't, sometimes employers don't, employers don't even know that it's a law. They don't. They don't. And, and you know, they're, they, they don't know. And you have to tell them. Yeah. 
And it might, yeah, I mean, it, it might not be your personality and, you know, it might not all of that, but you're still going to have to communicate to them that this is what you need and this is what, this is what the law says, you know, and if they don't give it to you, then, you know, there's different ways of, of handling that. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I think it is a good point to say that, you know, it's not, you know, that you do have to worry about keeping your job sometimes and, you know, you worry about rocking the boat and striking and, and all that stuff. <laughs> but so you have to find another way. I know. And it's, you know, it's, it's definitely manageable. And the other thing I think I try to really tell moms that if you're struggling with an employer or you're really struggling to try to, you know, had an agreement with what's going to work best for everybody is to even tell your employer, this is going to be maybe cause you're going back to work at what, maybe six weeks. We're talking six weeks. Maybe it's two months. Maybe it's mm-hmm. three months by six months. You're starting solids that can really like, we can adjust routine so that your, your baby's getting solids while they're away from you so that you're leaving mm-hmm. less milk. And like, this is only for a couple of months. You yeah, know, like that's a good point too. Yeah, this is not for years at a this time. This isn't permanent. You need this. So if your employer can just kind of like suck it up, and and this isn't like it's fun picnic for you either. Like it's this is hard, right? No, you're not trying to get an extra break. Like, right? <laughs> you'd probably rather I'd rather like sit around and eat, eat Cheetos on my break, right. not pump. I mean, come on, it's just it's not forever. It really isn't. It's a couple months. We can work with it. We'll do whatever we need to do. And, you know, sometimes moms will be like, I just cannot get away for two for three pumps. Can I do it in two? Okay, let's let's see how we can do it in two. Let's make it work for you. Mm -hmm. So and, you know, and there's ways to do it. But everybody's situation is individual. Everybody's workplace. Honestly, like teachers, they have the worst the worst time, especially if they're elementary school. Because they have like, all right, my kids are in art. Right, they're there the at whole this time. time yeah. And then they're at gym on this time. Like, there's no deviating that schedule. And mm-hmm. that's a really hard thing. And like waitresses and nurses, forget it. Like, they have really, really hard time trying to get away and pump. Nobody wants to take their tables. Nobody wants to take their patients. Nobody wants to help mm-hmm. out. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. But we just have to figure out how to work with it. So everybody's situation is different. So... Don't let anybody tell you, oh, this is what you have to do going back to work. And this is going to because everybody's got a different situation. So talk to someone about it that can give you some guidance because it feels really overwhelming. But so many moms do it. And it's, you know, you can definitely do it. Yeah, you just have to figure, yeah, figure out what works for your particular situation. Right. But if we can help at all. Give us, yeah, you know, just send us your situations and we'll try to help. Yeah, we will absolutely try to help and or at least, you know, lead you in the direction or be yeah. your cheerleader or whatever, because we need the champions to go out there and like pave the way for us. And then mm-hmm. eventually this won't be that taboo. And, it, and people will be like, oh, you're going out to have a baby. Great. There's your room. Here's what right. you need. Here's where you go. Like it will get like that eventually. But it will. we just needed to, you know, to get there. True. Yeah. You can do it. You can do it. Let us know. Let us know how we can help. Absolutely. And if you have any other topic suggestions, definitely hit us up because we're always looking for more stuff to add to our list. More controversial, the better, of course. But we'll talk about whatever. (laughs) And it doesn't have to be just breastfeeding. If it's parenting, we love it too. If you just weaned your baby yesterday and you still want to listen to us, give us something else to talk about. Seriously. Right. Right. Yeah. We should stick some more parenting in there. I know. We really should. Because that's, you know, that's always fun. 
It's a, yeah, it's part of it, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's 90% of what I do. I feel like is is all that. So sounds good. Okay. And we will, uh, we will hit you guys all up next week. It looks like our next thing is going to be skin to skin. So that's a fun one too. Mm -hmm. So enjoy everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.